Hi, this is Suzanne Urban, and welcome to Women Warriors Network podcast. In this podcast, um, it originally started out that I was reading scripture through the pandemic to kind of um, have something out there, a voice that would bring peace to the hearers, being that it was such an anxious time. And then I started to read um, through the Bible in a year. Well, um, now the Lord has really laid on my heart that when a word comes that I'm just going to record um, word discuss, discussion of the word and um, kind of like mini sermons. And um, anyway, so I hope you enjoy and I hope you're encouraged, uplifted, and that um, you will seek out the truth in Jesus' name. And again, thank you for listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. This is Suzanne Urban. I'm here for today, Friday, to give the daily affirmation and um, to do the little study on the whole armor of God. We're going to talk about the breastplate of righteousness today. So thank you, Lord, for this day. All that you've done, all that you're going to do. Thank you, Father, for your word that is truth. Help us, Father, to um, be rooted and grounded in your word. Just saturate our whole being with your word. That in the day of trial, we can rely on your word through prayer and supplication that we'll be able to get through whatever it is that we're going through. I thank you for those who are listening. Father, that you'll bless them this day. Help them to have a good Friday. In Jesus' name, amen. So Friday, we have Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon formed against me will prosper. That is so true. That although our enemies, they might plot and plan, and they might form their weapons, but it says it will not prosper. They can form and plan all they want to. And let's address another lie of the enemy. I can't be used by God because of my past. And the truth is, God has blotted out the sins of your past. Romans 8, 1 through 2. Let's look at that real quick. Romans. Thank you, Father. That you cleanse us and make us whiter than snow. You make us, you know, you blot out our past And we've become a new creature, a new creation, new in Christ. 
Thank you, Father. The accusations of the enemy bringing up my past. They're all lies because we aren't that person anymore. So that was Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to those for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Yes, Lord. Thank you so much for covering me in the blood of Jesus that I might walk in freedom knowing that there is no condemnation as long as I walk in the Lord. Thank you, Father, for your perfect plan. Woohoo! <clears throat> okay, so let's look at, we're switching gears, we'll look at the whole armor of God. So we started yesterday with the helmet of salvation. <clears throat> now, today, so that's Ephesians 6, gives us the whole armor of God. And that's Ephesians 6, 10 um, through 18. And... We're reminded at the beginning of this in 10, 11, and 12 that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. So sometimes when we're being verbally attacked or we're being accused or we're being, you know, or there's a situation with people involved and we have to remember or discern the situation if it happens to be, you know, if the person has issues or is it the enemy using these people? Many times I have had, you know, situations where the enemy has used people, <clears throat> even my family. And um, I remember when I first got saved. Some of the things that were being said to me or about me or, you know, or just confronting demonic entities through um, a relative or those close to me was, you know, at first shocking. But then this scripture kept me where I could remember, okay, for I'm not fighting against flesh and blood. So the person that's being used, that's not who's, you know, so if they're standing there, I had a situation, you know, where um, someone in the church had accused me of doing something. And in that situation, you know, realizing that that person was being used of the enemy to bring accusation. Because who brings accusation? Satan. And um, he's the accuser of the brethren. And um, if we're walking in, in, you know, discernment and in the spirit, 
then, you know, it's automatic for us to remember that we don't fight against flesh and blood. But there are times when you just get so sideswiped or you're, you know, in my case, um, overwhelmed with emotion or um, let my guard down and um, not walking in the spirit. Of course, I got offended. And, you know, when I could have been standing in the Lord and obviously, clearly, I wasn't wearing my whole armor because, you know, I was seriously offended and ended up leaving the church. Well, then, the um, you know, it hurt some people who really cared about us and and thought that, you know, we were going to be in the church forever, but... Anyways, that's an example of how the enemy can come in and <clears throat> how we're not fighting against flesh and blood. And, you know, um, our first response to any situation should be prayer, should be discernment so that we can know what we're fighting against. And God has resolved so many situations you know, being married, um, it takes prayer when you're joined with another person and trusting that God has them, trusting that they're, <clears throat> you know, trusting in God and 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 praying continually um, for their life and, and for them to stand steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord to pray for them, to um, be able to stand up against the enemy and to um, be who they were created to be in Christ um, and to have their eyes open so that they can um, see in the Spirit and have their ears open so they can hear the Spirit. I mean, it's just... When you get married, it's a whole different responsibility rather than, oh, now I'm responsible, you know, for this relationship. It's not just that. It's the relationship now has merged and become one in Christ. And um, we have to pray and, you know, seek God's face together. And, and it doesn't always work out that way. And um, because we all walk, even though my husband and I are one in Christ, and we stand before God, he sees one, one um, person, but we are also, as far as our souls are concerned, we are two separate entities or two separate people. So he has to work out his own salvation and I have to walk out my own salvation, which means I'm responsible for me first so that as long as I'm right with the Lord, then everything else around me, you know, comes into order. And he has to work out his own salvation. So just because we got married doesn't mean that he's automatically going to go to heaven under my, you know, umbrella. And I'm not going to automatically go to heaven under his umbrella. We're still two people. And... Anyways, that's not what I wanted to teach on today. 
we're going to look at the breastplate breastplate of righteousness, which is in verse Ephesians six fourteen. Stand therefore, having your waist girded with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So, <clears throat> when you read that scripture in verse fourteen, it has your waist girded with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. I heard a preacher when I was doing just a little bit of research on this. um, And I watched a little snippet of a pastor who was talking about the breastplate of righteousness. And I don't remember his name. Um, But anyways, he... As I looked at a lot of videos today um, in this little study, and he was saying <clears throat> that in order to wear the breastplate of righteousness, we must have the belt of truth in place because we need the truth, parentheses Jesus, to make us righteous. Because Jesus is our righteousness, and Jesus is who makes us righteous. It's Jesus in us that makes us righteous, not us making us righteous. So I I found that very interesting that he said that and it's so good. It's so good when we finally grasp that understanding of the breastplate of righteousness and in the verse 14 how they put the both together having your loin, um, what is it? Having your waist girded with truth. <coughs> well, this one says loins, but anyways, um, I think that's so cool that they work together. I mean, the whole thing meshes together when we talked about a helmet of salvation and wearing the proper helmet, you know, for. <clears throat> for battle is essential and so that protects the brain and then now we're talking about the breastplate of righteousness which when you look it up a breastplate in Miriam Webster's online the definition is um, usually a metal plate worn as defensive armor for the breast Now, I decided to look up the word defensive. And the word defensive in the Merriam-Webster online, serving to defend or protect. Now, if you want to go one further, this is the definition I like. Devoted to resisting or preventing aggression or attack. Devoted to resisting aggression or attack. Where is our devotion? Is our devotion in, you know, getting the things done that we need to get done, going to work, um, you know, the daily tasks? Or is our devotion committed to Jesus first? Is our devotion to making sure we walk, you know, upright and, you know, walking out our salvation and is our devotion to resisting aggression 
or attack. So that just puts a whole new light on it when I when I read this about being devoted to resisting or preventing aggression. And I was like, Lord, wow, that's such an amazing truth that we can be devoted to and devotion. I should have looked that one up. Let me get my other handy dandy looker upper here. I know in our mind, devotion, oh, my favorite word, loyalty. <clears throat> devotion in the dictionary says love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. I love that. Love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. That is so good. So by that definition, how do you rate your devotion to Jesus? Being in love, loyalty, or have enthusiasm. That's so good. Wow. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for, um, thank you, Lord, for the ability to look up words so that we can better understand your word, better understand, you know, your, um, what your intent is towards us. And um, thank you, Father, for all of the, um, technology, I know there are bad sides to the technology, but the technology also helps us to understand um, the word better and go deeper. And um, sometimes you have to take the bad with the good. So I have another couple of scriptures. So we read Ephesians 6.14, if you're taking notes. Ephesians. So the next one is 2 Corinthians 5.21, which reads, He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's so good. And then... 1 Corinthians one thirty. 1 Corinthians 1.30. But because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, whom God made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for helping us to understand what you've done for us and what you continue to do for us. Thank you, Father. So Romans 
1. <clears throat> Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me look that up. This is the uh, um, modern English version. Let me look it up in the King James. I use several different translations because the wording sometimes, you know, fits just right to help you understand. And so to stick to one translation to me, um, especially when I want to study, just doesn't make sense. Oh, it says the same thing. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but the glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And hope makes not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended his, lo his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. That's so good. Romans 5, 1 through 11 is that, was that scripture I just read. So, Father, I thank you for this day that as you bring to light about the breastplate of righteousness. So we've already put on the helmet of salvation. But now let's walk in the breast and, and have the breastplate of righteousness protecting our heart, protecting the vital organs that, that are right there, the heart and the lungs. And Father, I just thank you that you're bringing revelation to us about walking in your righteousness and not walking in our own righteousness. For our righteousness is filthy rags, but your righteousness is what <clears throat> you spill over on us when you died on the cross so that you <coughs> you died on the cross so that we might have life and have it more abundantly <coughs> i thank you for all that you've done for us father for sending your son 
that we might be made righteous. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Bless those who hear this and understand it, Father. Help them to walk in it. Help us to walk in it. To be reminded every day to make a conscious effort to be loyal. To be devoted and loyal to you, Father. And give us the enthusiasm so that we can walk in that that loyalty and that love towards you that people might see. For you said that they will know your people by their love. So as we walk in that love and we walk out this with the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and being um, having our um, loins girt about with, with truth, and having our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and we carry the sword of the Spirit. We thank you, Father, for all the tools with the shield of faith, with all the tools that you've given us so that we can stand in the in the day. That we can stand strong. You said you would make a way for us no matter what we are going that you've always making a way, just like Daniel in the lion's den. He had no other option when he was told to be put into the lion's den. He knew that you would make a way for him to escape. And although in our mind, we think of escape as a way for him to get out of there. But you use the situation to, to bring glory to your name and, and show that you are a God who is in control of the situation. And shut the mouths of the lions while Daniel continued to pray. And we thank you, Father. <clears throat> we thank you for all that you've done. <clears throat> in your precious and holy name we pray this day. Amen and amen. And I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to Pioneering Women Warrior Network. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. Until the next time, which is usually the next day, um, that I'm on the air. And we love you in the Lord.